Welcome to the Two Vets Talk Pets podcast, hosted by veterinarians Dr. Lewis Kirkham and Dr. Robbie Anderton, who'll give you the inside scoop on the secret lives of your pets and have a lighthearted look at the latest animal news, health tips, and other random facts. All names of people and pets have been changed for confidentiality, so if the story sounds familiar, don't flatter yourself. Every owner is just as animal crazy as you are. So sit down, place your furry feathered or scaly best friend on your lap, and it's over to Lewis and Robbie. Hello and welcome. This is episode 142 of the Two Vets Talk Vets podcast. We're too much talking vets is barely enough. I'm Dr. Robbie Ann and I'm joined this week by a man who's been, uh, well, it turns out he's actually a, a, a multifaceted human, this man. Not only is a vet, not only is he an author and a father, but it turns out he's also a printer repairman. It's Dr. Lewis Kirkham. Lewis, how are you going? I'm good. I'm good, Robbie. Yep. Uh, yep. Uh, the hands tell the story, mate. Covered in ink trying to fix the printer to uh, print a couple of photos for my daughter who is uh, soon to depart for a, a lengthy eight week school camp and wants a couple of photos just to stick on the, uh, on the side of the bunk or perhaps, you know, on the bunk above. And so when she's looking up at night, she, she can see the cat and, and go to sleep. Well, <laughs> what, don't these days kids just have phones that they can just, you know, flick through all the photos or she's a, or is it a no phone uh, trip? It's off the grid, mate. Off the grid. No, no phones, no technology. I think you're allowed to take a Kindle, like an e-reader. But right, oh, okay. she takes a, takes a laptop too, but there's no uh, internet connection with the laptop. Um, that's just yeah, right. schoolwork, I think. Um, but yeah, we uh, correspondence is, is um, basically by snail mail. Wow. Yeah, Gee, no, no, no emails, nothing. No, no. Well, wow. not, not even a fax for, that, for those older <laughs> even, listeners out there. Keeping the uh, keeping Australia Post propped propped up, you know, this, this school camper turns out. Well, the way Australia Post is going, I'm pretty sure I had to mail a letter to her about a month ago for it to get right before, you know, the eight weeks, seven <laughs> weeks is up. So she's probably not going to get any letters from me at all as it is. But anyway, she's so excited. Nice. It's all good. It's all good. Very good. And how's your week going? Uh, yeah, interesting, mate. I've actually had a um, uh, done something different today. I went and volunteered at uh, at Pets in the Park. Ah. The, um, so uh, listeners will remember when we went to the uh, the the Cat Lovers show, um, you know, and be a big big high out there to Ron, Ron and his blue hat and his lawyers. <laughs> um, the uh, the, we we interviewed the the people from Pets in the Park, the charity that provides uh, free veterinary care for um, people that are. Oh, you know, people that are um, suffering from homelessness or people that are um, uh, low socioeconomic backgrounds that have got pets that they want to try and look after. Um, So, yeah, I went and volunteered at the uh, at the Frankston Clinic down there today, which was, uh, uh, yeah, it was it was interesting. It was actually um, it's actually a really poor attendance of clients, but really, really well attended by volunteers. Wow. That's interesting. I wonder why is that poorly advertised or. um, No, no. So. So the way it works is that, so the people, they register it. So it's down in Frankston, um, Southern suburb of, um, of Melbourne. Frank Aniston. Um, yeah. 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 Funky town. Right near the pink Pelican there in uh, 21st century rotating dance floor. It actually is. It's literally just down the road from that. It's Fantastic. at the, um, at, at the, uh, at the Frankston Dolphins football ground, which is uh, yeah, li- literally a wet tennis ball throw from the, uh, from the rotating dance floor of the 21st century dance. Lovely, club. lovely fun times. Um, Oh, all the best times there. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so yeah, so the, they register with the um, Frankston social services. So everyone that was, so they had dozens and dozens of people that were supposed to come. Um, and so we've turned up and I reckon there must've been probably 30 volunteers, you know, um, wow. uh, quite, quite a few vets, you know, a few, no, maybe, maybe. Uh, so there were vets, nurses and admin people. So, and everyone got there at one o'clock and everyone paired up and got ready to go and, uh, and, and got ready for the, uh, ready for the, the anticipated deluge. Um, in fact, one of the other uh, volunteers that were there was um, Bondi Vets own uh, Dr. Danny. So, um, so she was there with the camera crew and all that sort of stuff wow. ready to go. Oh, wow. It's well, um, unfortunate. Yeah, well, and only six people turned up with their animals, um, of, of which uh, D- Dr. Danny and the Bondi vet crew um, took three of them. And um, and uh, Donna, the uh, the nurse that was helping me out, um, we, we snaffled the other two because uh, we were there and we were ready to go. And then the next one came along, like dog, this dog got out of the car and he was just 
going off tap. He just uh, dog aggressive. Um, and so someone said, quick, someone's got to go over and say that dog. And we said, we'll go and do it. You're right. So, so, so Donna and I did too. And then it got to three o'clock. So we'd been there. Supposedly the clinic was open uh, or people were supposed to be turning up from two. So for like the last 35 minutes, not a soul turned up. And so they said, well, not sure what's going on here, everyone. It's getting a little bit weird. So anyone needs to go. Um, and I said, oh, yeah, I've got to go and record because I've got a, you know, I've got this, this great podcast. Right? No, nice. Oh, you just no, should have. Oh, come on. And uh, did you grab the camera, the uh, the Bondi vet camera and go, g'day, guys, Rowie from Two Bets Talk Pet. And they went, who's this clown? Well, I the, the, so the funny thing was is that the, the nurse Donna who was helping me, she had a bright red scrub top on and she said, Oh, I just don't want to be on the, oh, I don't want to be on the TV. I was like, don't worry. I'll, if the camera come near us, Donna, I'll take it, right. I'll be, I'll, I'll, yes. I'll, I'll sort it out. Um, but then there, there might be a couple of background shots where, uh, where, where we might be there. So our listeners will have to keep an eye out for it because um, if you see a, a vet nurse in a red shirt sort of diving out of the way, I'll probably be there sort of trying to peek around the bush, trying to see if I can get my hand on there. But it's sort of – I thought there was a bit of poet, uh, poetry in there, Lewis, as far as the – you know, the, the high profile TV vet, right. Who's there right in front of camera. And then there's the, the dodgy little you know, a podcast vet that's sort of hiding around in the background, obscured by the Oak trees and all the other volunteers. It's sort of, they're hiding in the background. Cause that's about the same level of notoriety that we have. But, um, notoriety is a good way to put it. I think, mate, definitely. Did you, did you, um, we wearing the t-shirt, the two vets talk pets, you know, Dr. Robbie on the back just for identification. Um, so I, I went, I went, turned up there in my, um, uh, in a, uh, like just in my normal scrub top. Oh. But when I got, but when I got there, I was thinking this could have been an opportunity to pull out the old two vets talk vets t-shirt. Yes. And then I thought, oh, it, 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 is that in a little bit of bad taste trying to, uh, nah, anyway, maybe next all. time. Maybe, not at all, mate. Maybe next time, Lewis. And uh, Dr. Danny from, uh, from Bondi vet, mate, just, uh, just run that by recently, uh, recently had a, a young baby, I believe, uh, was, was the young child there at all? Uh, no, there was, no? there was no um, baby Bjorn that she was walking around. Okay. Uh, okay. Uh, okay. You know, in, uh... Cause just so you know, I have, yeah, as you mentioned in the intro, I have written a book and, uh, and it was used by, uh, Dr. Danny from the Bondi vet. So thanks for bringing that up, Robbie. That's a, that's a great little segue there, mate. Just to mention that, uh, if you've got a, uh, you're pregnant, you've got a dog in the house or a cat, tell your dog you're pregnant, essential guide for dog owners who are expecting a baby. Thanks Robbie. Written by well, my good self, go to babyandpet.com.au um, and, uh, and I'll post a, post a copy out to you. No worries. Well, see, I, 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 that's a bit awkward now, mate, because I didn't actually want to bring that up because I did say to her, I said, oh, Dr. Danny, Dr. Danny, I'm, I'm Robbie from the Two Vets Talkets podcast. And you might remember from Lewis who, you know, sent you the book and she's gone, who? <laughs> no, she and knows said, me well. Lewis, Lewis Kirkham from, you know, wrote the book, uh, How to Tell Your Dog You're Pregnant. She said, what? No, t- tell your dog and, you're pregnant. Oh, oh, right, right. Yeah. yeah no, but then she, then she realized that there was, um, you know, that that was the book that she's actually got to try and lift the cot up a little bit to try and stop her baby's reflux. So, you know, a the, little bit. The, yeah, the, the A to K of the, uh, of the yellow pages was too, you know, it was too steep, but she turned out that that was just the right number of pages just to lift it up. No, no, actually she was too, too, too busy. So I didn't go up and say hi to her. Uh-huh. But, um, uh-huh. um, it was, yeah. Very good, mate. Very good. Well, good on you for volunteering and, um, you yeah, know, maybe, Hopefully, have more more uh, clientele next time, eh? Oh, absolutely! Like they're gonna um, like they, they said usually, like especially in the pre-COVID times, they turn up and at one thirty there'd be forty people lined up ready to be seen. Except then, usually there was only like four groups of vets and nurses to see wow. everyone. Um, whereas this time, yeah, there was. Oh, I think there would have been, yeah, probably about sort of. Oh, eight eight or nine groups of vets slash vet nurses um ready to ready to see people and uh yeah no one no one there for them to see so but well, um, well, so, eh? yeah so if you if you're interested in in reading more of uh pets in the park you can go to their website pets in the park.com.au i guess google pets in the park and it'll come up i think there's um they've got them in uh quite a few states around australia too so so anyway that's what that's what i've been doing today excellent mate oh fantastic well you know um i guess uh I haven't been at work actually. I've been on holidays. Been down to Phillip Island, which has been nice. Been lovely doing a bit of a 
just R and R and a bit of surfing and just enjoying enjoying what's going on. But I remember that a couple of weeks ago, I had a dog come in. I thought oh, it was really, it was actually a bit of a sad case. Uh, it was a, a German Shepherd that has severe separation anxiety. Um, oh, okay. And uh, it's a severe separation anxiety, but also, uh, and actually, it was it was storms and noises as well. They thought that that was setting setting the dog off, and actually had an episode. You know, it doesn't doesn't like um, the sound of the rain on the roof, which we, we sometimes right. seen dogs and that sort of thing. And, um, yeah. and anytime, you know, there was a storm sort of predicted or it could sense a storm well before, you know, the owners knew a storm was coming, it'd be frantic and be trying to sort of get into the house. And, and it actually broke through the, um, through the back door into the laundry and then into a second uh, bathroom they had through the doors and it got stuck in the shower. And would you believe Got stuck in the shed and managed to turn both the hot and the cold taps oh, on. Oh no way! And the owners came home and it was having a it was having a shower. Oh, it was having a panic attack. How is that from? It was I'd, I've never heard of that happening. It was incredible. I felt so sort of sorry for the dog. I mean, already it's scared of of rain and all that sort of stuff. It's it's panicked enough that's broken into the house, um, and then. Um, and it's actually got in the shower, and obviously it was a mixer tap or something like that. It's managed to yeah, yeah. knock the thrash itself knock. around and knock yeah. the mixer tap on. And, yeah. and then, yeah, the owners just said, actually, actually, it was a little bit funny. They said they actually came home, opened up the shower, and the dog was just standing there, just sort of, you know, sitting there under the shower. Obviously, I don't know whether that was soothing or I'm not sure yeah. whether it just gone learned helplessness. It was, it was incredible. It was one of those ones where you just go, wow, that's, uh, that's incredible. I mean, that, that'd be akin to being um, afraid of snakes and you find it, you see a snake on the ground and you run away from the snake and that you accidentally trip over and you fall into a pit of snakes. <laughs> yes, it would. Yeah. You know, Indi- Indiana like Jones style. Yeah. yeah. It would seem like oh. that. Although, although theoretically, if the rain, if the shower had somehow dampened the noise and changed the barometric pressure in the room, potentially it could, it could have helped the dog, but that's, that's an, that's an aside. So, but I thought that was really interesting that, you know, that's probably, probably, you know, I've seen a few dogs that have done some decent damage, but it's the first time I've heard of them actually taking a shower to help with their anxiety. <laughs> and there's a paper in that Lewis, you know, maybe you could write your new book, how, how to tell your dog that thunderstorms are okay by chucking them in the shower by Dr. Lewis Kirkham. That's a fantastic idea, mate. I'll get right onto that. Good. Send, send one to Dr. Danny. Uh, it will, yeah, but that's an option. Sure, I got the other book signed and sealed, mate. Autographed copy, thank you. Thanks for bringing that oh, up. Maybe you could put a little presser photo. Maybe, maybe you could put a Two Vets Talk Pets um, sticker in there and you could sign the sticker. That's an idea. Well, if you had to put the T-shirt on, we would have got some pr- a promo, of course, from Bondi Vet. Oh, mate, I would have been dancing around in the background going, oh, yeah. look at me, look like at me. Get out of the way. Get out of the way. Get out <laughs> Someone of the get way. that fool out of the shot. <laughs> Hey, um, hey, while you're in Phillip Island, did you happen to see a um a big blue four wheel drive uh right, driving around that had um what seemed to be an animal themed uh, personalized number plate? Uh, ooh, not that I can think of. No, no. Tell me more. Well, well if you had of, so when we were down at Inverloch, um, which is just around the corner from Phillip Island, yeah, yeah, recently, yeah. we yeah. um we saw a uh a, a yeah. I don't know. Can we tell what people say? What people's uh, personalised number plates are on the on 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 air? Probably be oh, all right. Well it's, a, well, it's just something you. I don't know. That's a good point. Legal department. Right. Hey, we'll we'll get Ron on the phone. Get Ron. Ron, 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 hey, Ron mate. Like, can we say this? Yeah, that's an right. interesting well, point. And maybe we can. Well, 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 I don't know. We'll say so. So we saw this car that was driving <laughs> around um one thaggy, right? And it and it had um. I'll, I'll just change some of the digits so it's not the actual number plate. So then that way it'll be okay. Oh, right? sure. Yeah, I'm sure yeah, it will. Right. Is this is it crucial to the story that we know the number plate or is it just like It that? actually is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I guess we can uh, move on from it. <laughs> Maybe we should because um, it's yeah, uncharted uh, waters. Don't get uncharted, all right. Well, let, let, let's yeah, let's it. move on. All righty. So, of course, a big thank you to Zilkeen. Uh, how, how good would Zilkeen be for that German shepherd that got stuck in the shower? I love Zilkeen, but no good for that shepherd. That's that's anxiety is too severe. We we talked about some pretty uh, hardcore meds and uh, yep. to start start that dog on get it under control. But certainly, had it been a mild problem, yes. we certainly would have reached for the Zilkeen, uh, the mild anxiety lowering medication, alpha cazozapine. Uh, that that rings you. a bell. Thank you very much, guys. It's um actually my uh, I won't say who exactly, but I had a uh, a dog that's having trouble sort of walking down the street. Um, 
uh, and I was talking to the owner. They're sort of a oh, same neighbor, neighbor of mine, um, and um, and having trouble walking down the dog down the street. And I sort of said, well, you know, it might be a case of medication. They didn't want to put it on medication. It was an anxious. It's an anxious dog. It's got some anxiety issues. And so I suggest, look, let's try it on some Zilkeen. And um, and sure enough, she sent me a photo a couple of a couple of weeks later. Yeah, I've got the Zilkeen. It's coming in. You know, I've ordered it. You know, it's, it's um, we've got it started, and, uh, and we're going to do some some training. So there's a perfect opportunity if you've got a dog that's a little bit anxious on a walk something's mm. worrying them on a walk you can certainly try some zilkeen and um, sometimes it's a little a uh, little bit of a stepping stone to to the to moving on to other medication if needed if you see a response mm. with the zilkeen you might go oh maybe we'll get a better response with some other medication as well to add in there so thank you very much zilkeen I, I had an interesting one with the with the Zilkeen. It's a um, client that's got um, a couple of uh, uh, young oodles. Um, one one of the oodles it has a doodle, um, and uh, and he he was trying to use that doodle uh, too much. Um, and uh, they, they, both of the dogs they got themselves quite sort of you know they get themselves quite worked up. And I said, well, try the try the uh, the Zilkeen may help with training and help to try and relax things down. Okay, yeah, no problems. So they tried it, and then the oodle stopped trying to use its doodle. Um, and so then after a few weeks, she said, oh, look, now is there, you know, do we need to keep it going on the Zilkeen? And I said, well, have you tried taking it off it? Yes, I have. And what did it do? Well, it started trying to use its, 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 its oodle doodle again. I said, oh, well, did you want to put it back on the Zilkeen again? Said, I think I do. I said, well, I think that's wow. a good idea as well. Ah, so, interesting. so I think it's just a, yeah, it's, it, the dog's obviously just right on that borderline of, yeah, of excitement and arousal that, when it's got the uh, the Zilkeen on board, that it just sort of takes the takes the top off it enough, so it just decides to you know, relax it a little bit. Interesting. So the the it's a boy dog. I boy dog. Assume from your doodle description. Uh, yes. Desexed. Not yet. He's only um he's only like four and a half months old. Right. Yeah, so he's not really in sexual maturity. It's it's highly no. likely that the humping. I assume we're humping and mounting things. Mm. Is that what we we're doing? Yeah, I'd say Correct. that's probably anxiety-based. Actually, we see mm. I see a lot of dogs that uh, owners misconstrue the humping as a sexual thing. Um, yes. Certainly, if we're under under the age of you know, well, about six months of age, we're not really getting any sexual sort of uh, testosterone surges there. Um, I'd I'd yeah. be thinking if there's looking, so I'd say there's an anxiety component. I don't think it's anything sort of about trying to use use the doodle, so to speak. I think we're just just an anxious little dog that. Uh, Good stuff for the Zilkeen working. Well done. Oh, I um, I, I to, to be honest, I only just mentioned the uh, the oodle and doodle just because it rhymed, and I thought it was pretty oh. you know, a, a cool the thing of an oodle trying to use its doodle. But yeah, the, very, the, um, it happens very, to have a happens to have a doodle. But I think the humping is the uh, is the primary uh, the primary issue there, and the and the, the doodle is just a uh, uh, a tool that's along for the ride. Well done, Doctor Zeus. That's fantastic. Good stuff. The oodle and the doodle and the the toodle oodle and doodle yeah. doodle. <laughs> All righty. Um, yeah. We'll move on to our next one, sir. <laughs> hey, and funnily enough, right, that that um, that 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 oodle with the doodles also. Uh, we also have a suspicion that it might have um, some uh, some dietary related allergies. So um, you know, we, we might end up having to look at using some uh, some delicate care for it, Lewis. Very nice, mate. Good stuff. And what and, what what specifically do you reckon we you'd use? What what one are you looking at? Oh, well, I'd probably be looking at trying to use the not. Well, when he gets old enough, I'd be looking at trying to use the uh, the the uh, sensitive skin and stomach uh, diet that they've got, Lewis, because it's a it's a duck and kangaroo protein, as it turns out. So it very is. good for a use of a novel protein, which often help uh, can be a an instigating cause for dogs when they've got uh, a, a, a gastrointestinal inflammatory bowel these sorts of situations or sometimes uh dietary related skin reactions exactly exactly it's full yeah got duck mate not uh not cockadoodle doodle for you no oodle with a doodle so no. don't get don't get confused with that dr seuss it's duck and duck and kangaroo in it, mate a good stuff <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not we're not talking any 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 cock and doodle doos or uh, it's, no. all, it's all just duck. Yes. It's duck, 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 and kangaroo. Fantastic. Duck. And also, big thank you to our Patreon supporters. Uh, we love you guys. Um, hopefully, Holly's got her uh, got her sticker from uh, uh, from decal gal. Suzanne. Yep. Yes, yes. Uh, got a love. Got a lovely email, didn't you, this week from Suzanne? Certainly uh, did. Yes. Best uh, best wishes to Rosie, which we'll hear a little bit in a moment about. I assume about how Rosie's yeah, absolutely. doing. Absolutely. Yep. Give so everyone th- an update. But yes, thank you very much, all our Patreon subscribers. Fantastic. Alrighty, guys. What do you, uh, guys? Alrighty, Robbie. What do you got in the news this week? 
Um, well, I found a, a, a very interesting um, thing. It, it's actually so in Melbourne, we've, you know, we've got our two main papers. We've got the Murdoch paper and the non-Murdoch paper. And then the non-Murdoch paper in their Sunday magazine for last week, they had a big, massive, uh, oh, yeah, multi-page uh, uh, edutorial or, you know, um, advertisement of, uh, you know, things about, all about all about animal stuff, you know, from Blackmores. Blackmores, oh, yes. one of the big... Um, yeah, from from one of our big, uh, you know, a big multinational multivitamin place, and yeah, crikey, gee whiz, it was a uh, it was a pretty in depth, massive thing. And I thought, wow, I haven't seen a big, huge advertisement like that. Most of the time in the age, all they're advertising is Harvey Norman, the uh, the, the the big white good sellers here. That's him to take up ninety percent of the Sunday paper. But uh, yeah, I, I I haven't seen as massive a spread of this, and especially in their in their glossy magazine as well. I thought, wow, geez, this is yeah, yeah, right. Going, nuts yeah. On that. Well, they've got some great products, haven't they? Blackmores. They've got the pores products. They've got the um, some uh, the osteocare and um, some of the shampoos and stuff that we use. They, they they can be quite good. But yeah, it's interesting that yeah, there's such obviously such a big push for them for for educating the public about pets. Yeah, because it's not going to have been a very cheap uh, cheap advertising no. drive to try and get that in there. And uh, and I'll, I'll be honest, I. I, I wasn't actually looking at shopping or buying any of the products that were there, but I was more interested, Lewis, in just seeing the fact that they were there. Yeah. I thought, wow. Yeah, this is a, it's a, a, a huge thing to try. And so obviously, yeah, they're going, I mean, they, you keep hearing about how much money is spent on uh, people's pet care and particularly now in, uh, in these COVID times where people aren't spending it on going to Bali or anywhere like that, that maybe Blackmores are seeing an upswing. And so they wanted to, yeah, try and do some heavy advertising, but yeah, crikey, it was uh, I, I was I was amazed. Well, yeah, I wonder if the um the the murder or the non murder paper. I wonder if they charge as much for sponsorship as um as we do. I pretend, yeah, there's probably probably on a par there. I think so, somewhere along the lines. Anyway, good on them. So uh, yeah, in, in, interesting, interesting. Yeah, that's right. Well, this week uh, I don't know which papers Murdoch and which isn't, but this was in the Age. Actually, this right. was Deb Deb yeah, sent not, this to me. Do you Murdoch. Know, right. Do you know Danny Katz at all? Do you read? Oh, I'm a big fan of Danny Katz. Yeah, big fan of Danny this Katz. was in this was in the paper a couple of days ago, and uh, uh, someone's written in and with a question and, and gone. Uh, I'm amazed by the extraordinary community-minded spirit shown by dog owners who pick up their dogs' poo. To me, it's a disgusting thing to do, and worse than not picking it up in the first place. Do you agree? Says SM McLeod from Victoria. Now, Danny's replied right. in his own uh, humorous way. Satirical way. Satirical, yes. As a poo picker-upping dog owner myself, I accept your glowing praise. Yes, I'm an extraordinary, amazing, selfless, community-minded individual, even if the dog is fully my responsibility, and I'm the imbecile who fed it Brussels sprouts the night before. (laughs) But but still us. But still, us poo picker-uppers are true heroes, bravely picking up poo with a flimsy, biodegradable plastic bag. And sometimes we think, wow, it feels so warm, almost like there's no bag at all. Then we realise there's a hole in the bag because it's a flimsy, biodegradable one. (laughs) (laughs) So we have to get another bag, which can be tricky to open because it's flimsy and biodegradable. Incredible. (laughs) You have to lick a finger to get a bit of traction. And after the first bag failure, it's not wise to be putting your finger anywhere near your tongue. (laughs) Then if we somehow manage to open a bag, pick up the poop, flip the bag inside out and type the handles, sometimes it's impossible to find a bin. We have to walk around for ages, a dog lead in one hand, a small bag of poo in the other, bouncing against our thigh like a biodegradable plastic scrotum. (laughs) (laughs) He's very good, isn't he? So, yes, it's disgusting, but it's definitely better than not picking it up. The non-poo picker-upping dog owners are the least community-minded people of all. They're responsible for the dreaded step that becomes a slide. (laughs) And they are to be cursed for all eternity by anyone who's ever had to scrape a clean shoe tread using a flimsy, biodegradable bit of stick. So I thought that was very, very, very clever. Thank you to Deb for uh, for alluding that to me. It's very silly. Danny Cat's very good, and I think he's he's nailed it on the on the head right there. You, you'd be oh, yeah, right onto that, wouldn't you, mate? 
Um, I had a, I had an, an, an incident or an episode where um, I was uh, walking roses several years ago, but it was on the um, the first, what would have been the first day of high school. And um, so we were walking Rosie around on a path near where um, a lot of the high school kids walk to get up to the school. Rosie did a poo as she does. She doesn't do few yeah, poos. She does yep. many poos. Yep. Um, and I didn't have any bags left. So I felt incredibly bad because she'd done a poo right at this little part on a little bit of nature strip where the, where the high school kids would walk across. And I thought, I don't want to be, or my, my dog's excrement being responsible for some kid on their first day of school, mm. having to walk into class with dog poo on their shoes. So I walked a little bit further up around to try and find something, uh, um, you know, uh, suitable. Yeah. And, and luckily, a large gum found, leaf or something. Yep. Well, no, I actually, actually found something even better than that, Lewis. I found a, uh, one of the coffee cups that's uh, of our local emblazoned uh, uh, with our local uh, co- uh, coffee cafe uh, place yes. here in Parkdale. Yeah, McDonald's. Um, yep. Macca's, oh, McCafe. It's a bit, bit more than McDonald's, yeah. But, um, Ooh, a bit of a yeah, oh, very highbrow. Oh, this one. Yeah, this right. uh, you know, uh, Way Al knows everybody's name. He keeps saying, oh, hey, Christina, how are you going? How's the family? Because Christina keeps taking the kids in there for milkshakes. And when right. she gets a coffee, so Christina, just the usual uh, decaf soy, micro lot, organic uh, macchiato with pumpkin shaving. She goes, yes, sir. Thanks, uh, thanks, Fidel. Thanks, Whale. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, thank yeah, you. That, just, just the usual exactly thanks. Perfect. Yeah, yeah, yes. right. Yep, good. Yeah, in, in fact, sometimes she asks for the coffee beans that are being passed through the gastrointestinal tract of a macaque monkey as well, just because it helps to bring the, uh, you know, re- really brings out the, the, the really sort of tanniny taste. And the, the macaque. Had the macaque eaten one of those civets that's uh, that's in Vietnam that actually passes the coffee bean? Yes, one of those ones. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I had no idea which what animal it was, but I knew there was an animal on on God's green earth that did actually chew, you know, coffee bean green bear grounds that were then used. I did wonder how the macaque got got the uh, move from the civet to the macaque, but but anyway, it's good. It's close. It's a more budget option, Lewis. The macaque versus the civet. As it turns out, anyway. So, so, so I found one of the uh, one of the, uh, the 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 local coffee cups around the corner. So I went back and 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 scooped it up. So you know, I was I was walking around with that uh, knocking against my thigh, rather than it being a uh, a small biodegradable scrotum. It was a uh, a non biodegradable scrotum. Very so nice. To just go in the in the normal rubbish. Oh, good. You didn't take it back to Fidel and go, here, mate. Just rinse that one up and uh, just uh, get me <laughs> give me a thick shake, thanks, mate. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, you, you you didn't refine out this macaque poo very well when you made the coffee. I think I got to the bottom and the poo was still in there. It doesn't What's going work. on? Doesn't work on dogs, mate. It's, uh, <laughs> oh, doesn't it? There's, ah. I fed Rosie all these beans. They're not working. They're just coming ah. through. No good. Gee, at all. Uh, no good. No good. Very good. Um, I um, we got an email this week. Uh, that um, from Carlos. Speaking of Fidel, from uh, yeah. from uh, I won't say where he's from. Uh, subject, two vets taught pets is ranking very well in Portugal. Is that where Fidel's from? What's his name? The coffee guy? Uh, Whale. No, 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 he's not from Portugal. Whale. 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 Yeah, okay. Hello. Anyone around here would know Whale because Whale knows everyone around here. Really? Does he? He knows knows Christina's coffee order too. Yeah. She doesn't doesn't know me because I don't don't get coffee, so he doesn't know me. I, I, I walk in the shop and he doesn't even see me. Really? You're, just, you're yeah, dead yeah. to him. Yeah. No, to no him. coffee for you. Come back. Never. <laughs> Bad yeah, for life. This is from Carlos. Hello. How's it going? Hope all is well. I have some cool information that might interest you. Awesome. Your, your podcast, Two Vets Talk Pets, has good performance in some rankings last 30 days. This is, cool. the, this is the end of November, so it's out of date. But anyway, <laughs> position one in the category Pets and Animals in Portugal. Whoa, whoa, hey, obrigado, obrigado to our yeah. Portuguese listeners. That's um, yeah, that, I, pretty sure I remember that now. Now that you've said obrigado, yeah, obrigado. yeah I'm obrigado. pretty sure it is. Yeah, yeah. oh, spot um, on. Position two <laughs> in the category pets and animals in Thailand. Whoa, in whoa. Thailand. So, what cup? So, what cup to all our to all our Thai listeners? Yes. Fantastic. It goes on, mate. Position three in category pets and animals in. Greece, Belarus, in Greece, Greece, yes, Greece. Oh, uh, yeah, Yasus, Yasus, is that it? Yasus, 
Oh, you mean you say Yeros? No, nah, Yasus. Not Yeros. That's Yesus. what you eat. They're those yeah. yummy things. Yasus. I think it's Yasus. Position one in the category Pets and Animals in Australia. We knew that. Hey, no, yeah. not really. Yeah, we are. We knew that. G'day, oh, mate. G'day. Oh, oh nice Australian one. Listeners. Yeah. Oh, position, beauty. And position four. I wonder what the other three are in the pets and animals in Finland. Wow. Uh, hey, 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 do I finish listeners? Hey. Pretty How's sure that? Hey. Gee whiz. Yeah, so we there you go. Be, we, wow, we're rocketing up the charts. Yeah, we are. Well, I, I'm not sure what the other three <laughs> pets and animals ones are in Finland that are beating Gee whiz, we've got some work to do. Well, I think I think in Finland they have um uh, quite large horses. So maybe there's a maybe there's an equine uh, a podcast oh. that might might concentrate on like a a, a native um, alpine equine possibly maybe oh. there's something in there about you know about penguins well pretty sure mate I think I think someone someone else has got it uh, got the first three locked up it's probably probably Father Christmas and the, uh, and the reindies and the reindies mate yeah yeah up in the only, North only for one in Rovaniemi like- Rovaniemi. Rovaniemi, where's Rovaniemi? Rovaniemi is north, north in the North Pole, uh, up in the uh, sorry, in the Arctic Circle of Finland. That's where Santa comes from. Deb and I've no been idea. there. Deb and I've been Have there. You? Yeah, Santa's no. village. Rovaniemi. No. Yeah. Sun never I, sets I in wa- Ro- Rovaniemi. Never sets. I didn't, I didn't want to bug Santa. No, it, it, it had set in the um in the middle of the year, wouldn't it? That'd be when all the vampires come out. I don't know. When we were there, there was sun the whole time. It never set. Anyway, so we move on. So there you go. That's uh, thanks very much, Haros, uh, for your rankings. Obrigado to all that Portuguese. I wonder how many listeners that is. That's uh, position one, and and in Australia, of course. But uh, Gee whiz, I'm I'm I'm, I'm, get, I'm getting the inklings of a world tour here, Lewis. Yes, I like this. Yeah, yeah might need a few uh, a few COVID jabs to be able to get us in and out, and then we're probably mm. going to have to quarantine for fourteen days. I mean, me, you know, you, you and I, you know, would be. In adjacent hotel rooms, because yeah, not 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 for nothing. I don't think we'd be able to survive in the same hotel room together for two. I, lo- I love you, mate, but cost. yeah, yeah, I love you, but you know, <laughs> I, you know, I need really, you know, and I mean, I need, uh, I need to have my hair washed regularly. I need, uh, you know, I need that yes, tennis yeah, equipment, good. you know, those sorts of things, you know, very important. The mattress up against the wall to hit, yeah. the, hit yeah. the tennis ball into. Yeah, and you know, the complaints that we'd we'd make on the podcast about our lockdown. <laughs> Like all the tennis, the lovely tennis players. Anyway, so beat Portugal. You've been to Portugal. I have been to Portugal. Yes, oh, we've yeah, been. We went Thailand. To, went, went, went and to Thailand. Yes. Oh, you've been. You've been to all those places, mate. We don't. Need yeah, to yeah. been to Greece. Greece. We go, I, I gave him. A, I, I ate. Uh, I think we were in Greece for seven days. I ate ten euros, and um, and ended up so sick that I um, yeah, I was on a uh, an overnight boat from um, Greece. We had, we went we bunny hopped from Greece. To Bari in Italy and then across to um, to Croatia, and it was not a very pleasant two days on a boat because I had too many euros. Uh, yeah, well, the, too the, many euros. The Greek the Greek pipes don't handle a lot of euroses potentially. They're not. <laughs> I, think, I think I needed some fiber, Lewis. I need yeah. I needed some um uh, I, I needed some fiber from 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 some delicate care to help yeah. us settle down my stomach. Certainly, those pipes in Greece they don't handle a lot of fiber at all. There's no oil brand in the shops in Greece. That's for sure. <laughs> no, no. That's for sure. righty. excellent. Alrighty, what say we uh, move on to go the for a break? Uh, or, yeah. or disclaimer, yeah. All advice on this show is general in nature, so please consult your veterinarian before following any advice for your pet. Do a press to provide the most up-to-date information, but as veterinary medicine is continually advancing and changing, let us know if we missed anything or if you need any clarification. All righty. We might take a short break from, uh, here from uh, Pet Sure, and, uh, and then we'll come back. What's up? We get an update on how Rosie's week and your week has been, mate. Hey, Robbie, I'd love to give a shout-out to our friends at PetSure for their awesome free webinar series. Yeah, man, I heard about those. Aren't they called Pause and Learn, as in (laughs) P-A-W-S? I see what you did there. Oh, mate, there's nothing like a good acronym. 
It got your attention. <laughs> it certainly did, mate. But seriously, the Pet Show webinars cover some amazing topics, though. They sure do. There's one on COVID-19 and pets, very topical, and essential viewing for all concerned pet parents in this COVID-19 world. Indeed, mate, and for vets as well. Oh, you're absolutely right. There's also another one called Setting Up Your New Pet for Success. And here's one that's really important, Helping Pets Avoid Separation Anxiety. That'd be right in your wheelhouse, wouldn't it? Oh, mate, love that. Anything on behaviour, that's absolute gold. Oh, mate, it's all gold, gold, gold for pet sure here. And you know they're presented by Pet Shaw's Chief Vet, Dr. Danny Hulhan, friend of the podcast, and also they have a range of other pet experts for each topic, so you know you're getting the good stuff. Oh, mate, that sounds great. So to learn more about these webinars or to register, visit petsure.com.au slash webinars. Registration is free, but spots are limited, and since we've just registered, two less... So make sure you secure your spot today. Oh, T's and C's apply. Visit petshaw.com.au for more information. Alrighty, guys. Welcome back. We'll, um, so, as promised, mate, um, it's, it's, been a, oh, it's been a difficult week, I imagine. I don't know, sort of... Um, How's, how's things going with Rosie in her, her treatment for a lymphoma? You're calling her yeah, over so to make a cameo, are you? Is she coming come, on? Come. Rosie, here she comes. Here comes the whippet. Here she there is. Let me say, oh, oh, Rosie. Rosie, come she, back here. She's, come back uh, here. She's, come, no, not, she's not, camera shy. Not totally scared of you. So obviously the week's gone, gone wellish. Here we go. Trying to say. This, yeah. this, this oh, is oh, Rosie. Yeah, that's going to make great viewing. Anyway, yeah, she's looking no, no, away. She's, she's, hot. she's, she's hiding the part that I actually wanted to show you. But anyway, um, so during the week, Rosie had her first treatment. So we, um, we when we found out that she had the B cell and then we organized uh, to get the chemotherapy, we had yeah, to change it up a little bit. Recap, recap. I think I don't think we got the final results after last Oh, episode. did we? And, oh, and we might right. have some new so, listeners that are listening, wondering what, who Rosie, what's going on? So Rosie being my whippet, 10-year-old yes. whippet who um, uh, the other day noticed that she had enlarged lymph nodes uh, and so took some biopsies of it and it came back as lymphoma, cancer of the white blood cells called lymphocytes. <laughs> because they've got the access all areas passed, they are able to go everywhere. And so their major predilection sites are to the lymph nodes and the spleen and other can potentially be other organs. So Rosie, we found, had enlarged lymph nodes and uh, so we – did the test turn out that she had a the B cell variety? So nice. that's then directed us on to treating her with a, a specific uh, type of um, protocol of chemotherapy called the CHOP protocol or the Madison Wisconsin uh, ah, protocol, right? Which is a uh, a 25, 19 or twenty five week um, process where you're using different medications each week uh, in order to try and help to kill off those uh, those cancer cells. Yes. So the, the test he did was to di- distinguish between uh, B cell and T cell, which is a bit a bit technical. But um, but the B cell uh, out of the two is probably a little bit of a better prognosis. Is that right? That's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Generally, the B cells are better than the T cells. So they're just they're, the difference between the T's and the B's are just in the function that they do, and in the yep. and in in that respect, in the what their function is, that then dictates which chemotherapy drugs work better for them. Because even though they're both lymphocytes uh, or they're both, both cancers of lymphocytes, it's interesting that um, some chemotherapy drugs, which, which target specific parts of the cell cycle um, in order to try and kill off the, the cells as they're dividing, that the ones that you treat for B cells don't tend to do as much for the T cells. So you have to use a different protocol sometimes. Right. So, um, cause the, the, cause that's really the way that chemotherapy works. We spoke about this with um, Laura Broccoli, um, uh, you know, last year that what chemotherapy is, is that it's, it's a, a, they're drugs that you give that kill off rapidly dividing cells. So as I've explained to the kids that yes, we're giving her medications that are toxic to her cells, but it's really only toxic to the cells that are rapidly dividing. Yep. So that's the reason why, it, because the cancer cells aren't listening to the normal signals and they're just pop, 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 popping their little, their little, you know, mutants everywhere because they're popping so much. They've got really active uh, DNA and active cellular structures. Yeah. Chemotherapy drugs get in there and actually block those. So then those cells die off, but you can get some 
collateral damage. So um, Rosie's first treatment that we gave her. So today's Sunday, she had her first treatment on Thursday with um, an oral drug called cyclophosphamide. Um, and uh, she was, she was quiet, uh, fine for the first few hours. She was quiet that night and quiet the next day. Um, she had a vomit, which meant that we had to enact our, you know, cytotoxic protocols yes. at home for trying to, well, Christina had to, cause I was at work. Um, so uh, the, the drugs can cause nausea, can't they? Is, is, Correct. Uh, yeah. yeah because side we're, and we're talking about those rapidly dividing cells. The other two places we've got rapidly dividing cells are the lining of your gut and also in your bone marrow. Yes. So that's where a lot of the side effects are that you can see with these particular drugs. Um, so yeah, she, um, but then on Saturday, so I, I didn't, I wanted it to be the watch pot never boils. I didn't want to touch her lymph nodes again until the next time she was due for a treatment, but uh, Saturday morning. So uh, 48 hours after the treatment, Christina said, have you felt Rosie's lymph nodes? No, I said, oh, no, I've been too, been too scared to. She said, have a feel. And they've gone down by over half. Oh, that's even, fantastic. Even just after the 48 hours. So, oh, wow. Un- unbelievable. And today she's back to pretty well normal in herself. Like she's, when she's not up and play, like she's playing with her ball and playing with her toys, playing with her squeak, squeak of toys, enjoying life. But uh, yeah, you know, otherwise you wouldn't know there's oh, anything, you know, she, she's had anything. So incredible. Obviously it's the first treatment and the, the way these protocols work is that she's going to get chemo drugs every week for the next or for the first four weeks. So she's still yeah. got another three doses to hit her up with um, in the, over this next, uh, this next period of time. But yeah, it's a pretty. Um, I, I wasn't expecting it to be as responsive as what it has been, because really that's the way that we're going to monitor um, her for recurrence is what these lymph nodes are doing. Yeah, sure. oh, that's fantastic, mate. That's the best news. It's um, it's the best you could expect. That's that's uh, yeah, you must be happy. Yeah, whole family oh, happy. Uh, that's great. Best to be expected. Rap- yeah, yeah, yeah. So 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 far so good. All right, excellent. Well, maybe we'll, uh, we'll t- of course, we'll touch base every week on on how on Rosie's progress and uh, we've got twenty five weeks worth. So you know, <laughs> uh, quickly, we a couple of uh, probably a month or so ago, we we were talking about some um, some um, paraphernalia put out by the RSPCA about recommending desexing your pets, um, particularly your dogs, and how it, how it helps to. Um, to decrease aggression in mm. uh, in in dogs, and we we said, well, that that's a myth. And I saw this excellent paper came across my desk uh, from uh, Frontiers in Veterinary Science from Parveen Farhudi, Indika Malawachichi, Patrick. Tywater et al. And James Serpel as well. He's he's a very well known uh, sort of behaviour person uh, based out of um, and and has an easier name to, to pronounce than his co-authors. Exactly, exactly. So these guys are all from the states, and and the article um, entitled "Aggression Towards Familiar People, Strangers, and Conspecifics." So that means uh, same species in gonadectomized and intact dogs. So right, gonadectomized. Which is a great term for just basically desexing male or gonad. Go, those gonads have been uh, ectomized That's and right. chucked in the bin. Exactly, exactly. And uh, conspecifics, well, they're talking about dogs. So aggression towards familiar people, strangers, and other dogs, uh, comparing spayed or castrated dogs and intact dogs, dogs that mm. haven't had had surgery. Um, and uh, they, there's a, a mention here, gonadectomy, so uh, desexing is widely used as a method to treat and prevent behaviour problems, include, including problems related to aggression in male and female dogs. At a minimum, desexing is advocated as a way to make dogs better behaved companions. Major veterinary organisations, animal welfare groups and shelter slash rescue organisations promote these ideas. Behaviour problems, including aggression, are the most common reason that owners relinquish adult dogs to shelters and rescue groups. Relatively few published studies have specifically specifically examined the effects of desexing or gonadectomy on aggressive behaviour in domestic dogs, and the few studies that have provided that have been done have provided conflicting information. So the aim of this study was to determine whether aggressive behavior towards familiar people, strangers, or other dogs was significantly different in dogs um, 
de-sexed at various ages versus intact dogs using the sea bark questionnaire, which uh, for us behavior boffins is a very well-known canine behavioral assessment research questionnaire that's, uh, that's quite well validated and used um, in, in a lot of studies. Um, of course, with the, um, uh, the multivariate analysis, mate, um, if you could just give us a quick recap on, on, on that with your stats. Thanks. The multivariate analysis, Robbie, just a quick well, look, three, three seconds. Oh, fantastic. Well, Good. All right. We'll move on then. I was going to say, I think the only reason why that particular paper has gained any traction is because of the spectacular use of acronyms. Spectacular. C-Bark. C-Bark. Yeah. It's very good. good. That is, that is, whichever of the boffins came up with that, I hope they were given a lovely box of chocolates because that is It just rolls off the tongue, doesn't it? Isn't it beautiful? It's like a decaf soy macchiato with pumpkin shavings. Just beautiful. It's come out of a macaque. Yeah, exactly. That's that's hard to bear a civet. Yeah. Um. So, uh, they uh they got fi- over fifteen thousand people did the initial survey, which is pretty impressive. Um. They whittled some down. Um. Because of incomplete answers, some some dogs were de-sexed at less than six weeks of age, and they ended up with about mm. fourteen thousand. Uh, wow. Uh, yeah. For analysis of aggressive behaviour towards familiar people. And about thirteen and a half thousand for aggressive behaviour towards strangers, and thirteen thousand two hundred for aggressive behaviour towards dogs. So there's obviously some overlapping dogs. A lot of the dogs um, had all three behaviours. I, I think that's that's what they're saying. So the data for intact dogs was compared for those dogs that desexed at six months or less, seven to twelve months, eleven to eighteen months, and greater than eighteen months. Um, and basically, in, in summary of the, of the article, they found that neither gonadectomy nor age at gonadectomy showed an association with aggression towards familiar people or dogs. So it didn't matter dog was desexed or not desexed or what age it was done. There was no link between that dog's going to be aggressive or not aggressive. This large comprehensive study of the relationships between desexing and aggressive behaviouring dogs demonstrates that when many the many factors affecting aggressive behaviour are considered, there is no evidence that desexing at any age alters aggressive behaviour towards familiar people or dogs, and there is only a minimal increase in aggression towards strangers. Given the increasing evidence of significant negative health effects of desexing, there is an urgent need to systemically examine other means of preventing unwanted procreation, so having babies, such as vasectomy or hysterectomy. That's basically mm. where, uh, well, everyone knows what those words are, hopefully. So yeah, I thought that was really interesting. Just, uh, you know, just summed up. I mean, sometimes. Uh, do i think we've mentioned this before on the podcast i do mention to some owners they've got a particularly fearful dog particularly a male dog that they mm. may want to delay desexing um for a little while just to perhaps help increase the confidence of of that dog there's nothing i don't think there's anything concrete about that at all um but certainly now the number of people say oh well calm down my dog if i if i desex them or you know we'll stop them being aggressive well the studies and we we thought so ourselves says no, so do no. not desex your pet if you are just doing it uh, to help with aggression necessarily, because it, you, you, you're barking up, yeah, see barking up the wrong tree. How about that? Nice. Eh? I see what you did there. Where the macaques are, you see barking up those trees. Yes, yeah. Leave leave those macaques alone. Exactly. Um, well, that's interesting. So yeah, it's a because that was always one of the mantras that was drummed into us uh, in our formative years of that. Oh yes. Have them de-sex because yes. as, you know, particularly males is going to reduce down their aggression. It's got nothing at all to do with whether they've got their training wheels or not. It's all the other aspects of their life that is going to, you know, the, the, you know, their susceptibility to, uh, to anxiety and the situations that they're put in and the learned um, you know, other, other learned conditioning that is going to set them up for aggression, not whether they're entire or not. Spot on. And I mean, if you're really, really thinking, you know, you do want to desex your dog and you want to know what the effects will be of desexing, there is an implant you can get from your vet, mm. um, which we inject in. And uh, basically that blocks, uh, well, it's complicated, but it, it has an effect of blocking the testosterone. So you can get an idea of how behaviorally your dog will react for the next six months while that implant is working, six to 12 months. Mm. Um, and, um, 
and and uh, so talk to your vet if you are not sure whether or not to desex, um, because yeah, they, they, certainly they can put that implant in, and um, and you can uh, you can non-surgically or chemically castrate um, your pet for, for a period of time, and and just see the effects that's going to have on them. Mm, yeah, because it's um much easier for that implant to then slowly wear off than what it is to try and reattach the testicle that's been you know sitting in the bin for the six months. Exactly, it doesn't work. It's very hard. Not not our easy. Not as simple as surgery, is it, mate? No, no, difficult, difficult to try and deal with that whole necrosis due to no air, 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 air flow or oxygen flow because you've been unattached from your blood supply situation. That's been a, you know, yeah, tough to return. Particularly if the bin had a biodegradable bag around it, it's uh, it, it's no way you're getting that back. No way. Maybe that's what maybe that's what we could send to Danny Katz is we could get one of those biodegradable poo bags and we could put a couple of testicles in it and send it to him and say, here you go. Yeah, you actually thought that your uh, biodegradable poo bag felt like a scrotum now it actually is he's the real thing mate he's the real thing (laughs) this is life imitating art (laughs) very good very good all righty now we got any mailbag this week uh, none, none from my end. No, no, no. We just had that one of uh, the couple of me, but thanks. Oh, oh, oh yeah. Oh, Suzanne. Yeah. Th- yes. Thank you very much for your caring uh, email. Suzanne asking about Rosie. She actually uh, wrote on the day that I was literally donning my uh, purple gloves to go and give Rosie the tablet. So I, uh, I, I messaged Suzanne and said, uh, I'm at, she's actually getting it right now. So uh, we'll let you know how she goes. So very good. there you go, Suzanne. You're uh, thank you for your correspondence. You're on the, uh, the, the cutting edge of, uh, of information. Thank you. Exactly. Exactly. And um, yeah, if you've got any questions for us, if you're uh, if you're interested in uh, in in dog coin and you want to know Robbie's uh, Robbie's thoughts on on dog coin and and if it's going to go to the moon or not, then please send us an email to vetstalkpets at gmail.com. You you'd be all over dog coin when you mate. Dog coin, absolutely, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm right over that, just like the macaque coffee ground, yeah, coffee beans. <laughs> the the coin with the Shiba Inu on it, yeah, mate. It's go, it's going to the moon. It's going to the moon. Terrific. Anyway, nice one. Anyway, like GameStop. So, 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 Gmo, you can get us. Um, look us up on Patreon, Two Vets Talk Pets. You know, there's a there's all the other social media things too that you know we we exist on. So go and look exactly. us up there. Yeah, exactly. Otherwise, Rob, Robbie's, uh, Robbie's on on Twitter. I think. Oh, they shut you down off Twitter now. Didn't they? Oh, didn't they did. Get, yeah. Too, too much fake news. Too much yes. fake news. Yes. I um. I, I was when I was trying to find a um. A, a, someone that had a a, a, a squirrel, um, but here in Australia, possum skin coat. You know, and a and a Davy Crockett hat with some horns that I could wear into uh into Parliament House in Canberra. They um they they cut me off after that. So that was a, that was a real shame. Very I was nice. Finally getting some groundswell. Very nice. And weren't you, um, didn't I hear you got a, you got a pardon this week, didn't you, mate? Did you get a pardon? Trump, the other week, Trump gave you a pardon for that, um, for that, uh, that uh, game show that you're on TV for, I think it was, that, uh, that did, didn't, didn't go so well. Did it anyway, go anywhere? Yeah. No, no, was, did you get a pardon this week? I think you did, didn't you? Oh, I did get a pardon. Yeah, it was actually just after I sneezed though, and somebody said, "Pardon, you know, you know, pardon you." And I said, "Well, thank you very much." Yeah, yeah, I didn't didn't mean, didn't mean to sneeze in your face because it's COVID, Lewis, and you can't sneeze sneeze in people's faces anymore. That's what I needed the pardon for. So a pardon gift, pardon pardon gift from Donald to yourself, mate. That's lovely, excellent, or uh, very kind of him. righty. on that Donald Trump note, we'll end this in the show, and uh, yep, I think it's time to go. We'll scratch you later. See you later, everybody. Bye. No, peace out. Oh, peace out. Too late. It's peace gone. Out. 100, 141 episodes it went for. You missed it. It's over. Do you want to cut this in? Peace out. I'm not cutting that in. You're not I'm cutting cut- it in? I'm cutting Just this. don't cut it out. You can just keep it going. Okay. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Two Vets Talk Pets with Lewis and Robbie. To chat further about this week's episode or ask the guys any questions, search Two Vets Talk Pets on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, or send an email to twovetstalkpets at gmail.com. You can find Lewis on Twitter with the handle at vetbehaviorist, and more importantly, as the two pet heroes return to their day job of saving animals' lives, be sure to thank them with a five-star review on iTunes. Every time you do, a small, cute animal will receive a cuddle.